have you ever had a call out like somebody needed something done and then you mm -hmm. show up and you're a woman and they are kind of surprised oh my gosh every, every single time and the, the main thing that i get is so you actually do the work yes. and i'm like yeah yeah you can actually look at my hands they're very rough um something my husband about all the time so i do my nails because it's the only She believed she could, so she did. Welcome to another inspiring episode of Podcast with Sheila. With me today is a woman challenging convention, Natasha Ferguson. She owns and runs a construction company and she is winning at it. Toronto's innovative black female-led Ethel Fox Construction Group. Hello, Natasha, and welcome to Podcast with Sheila. Hi, Sheila. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to have you on podcast today. So how has your day been? My day's been amazing. Uh, we're a little bit, uh, I think you're a little bit ahead of us. So uh, it's still quite daytime here. So, so far, so good. Great, mm -hmm. great, great. I've had a very busy day today. I, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's good to, I think at the end of the day, it's good to come on to have a chat, kind of a chat with That's somebody right. I'm meeting for the first time, but I'm able to kind of bond yeah. from the other end. Yeah. That's a fun bit about it for me, really. So okay. I, I, I bet and I'm 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 excited to to get to know you and your audience a bit more too as well. Sure, sure, definitely. So who is Natasha? Um do you care to give us a little background story of who Natasha really is before we get into the story for today? Okay, who's Natasha? Um, Natasha is a, a spouse, a mother, a sister, a daughter, um, a deliberate creator, and uh, a social entrepreneur. Great. That's who Natasha is. Um, started in the marketing and advertising world about 20 years ago. Eight years ago, I decided to switch and got myself into construction um, and started learning the trades. And I haven't looked back since. Quite enjoy it. I have two, two daughters, two lovely daughters, and an amazing husband, and a dog named Bubba. And, uh, and um, living life here in Toronto in this great place in this amazing city in Toronto, Canada. Great. I've got a lot of questions to ask you about your company sure. because it, mm -hmm. it looks like it's completely different from what you started. You started with actually so i'm a bit interested to know why the switch from marketing straight to construction and you know what honestly um just being a black woman in any industry um you'll find that you know um we definitely have to work a lot harder and um, put in a lot more energy um, when it comes to creating success in any kind of industry. So I had been in the marketing and advertising industry for quite some time. I was always token, um, always having to work really, 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 really hard. Um, and, and the turnover in the ad agency world is it's, it's quite expansive. So uh, one day I was just sort of, uh, you know, going through another day I had been traveling um, to Italy and it was a two day trip. And I come back and found out I was pregnant and soon after miscarried. I was so stressed out and 
just stressed with 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 you know the ongoing I was a project director and manager so you're holding all of the pieces of the puzzle and so everybody's coming to you and I went to my 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 father at the time and I cried to him I said dad you know I'm so 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 tired of working like this and I don't like it and he said well why don't you quit and you know I'm going to be dying soon in the next year so quit and come and look after me and figure out what you want to do and that's what I did um, at the same time I'd met my husband and we already had a small little outfit running for roofing and I kind of you know I enjoyed that quite so much that I thought there's so much money in this industry there's so many ways for us to kind of move forward with this I decided to take it up a bit more seriously and we opened up a couple of more companies from there and then it all sort of just kind of snowballed it all started happening and um Till this day, I, I, I just enjoy creating. Um, I enjoy the fact that um, although it's a male dominated industry, the construction industry, I seem to stand out, not just because I'm, I'm, I'm black, but I'm also a woman. And um, yeah, so, so that was interesting for me. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of a pioneer personality. I like to pioneer new things. So anything with a challenge where I feel like I'm going to be able to do this first really excite, excites me. So that's how I kind of got into the construction industry and why I made the switch. Great. So um, first off, let me ask you, um, do you have male uh, workers or they're all female? No. So 70% of my team uh, are female and um, the rest are male. And I have subcontractors um, and sub trades that I work with that are male. Um, and, and so there are not a lot of us in the industry um, because, well, I, there's a stigma of like, okay, you know what, construction belongs to the men and being barefoot and pregnant or a secretary or, you know, keeping everything organized is a woman's job. So um, in that there's, you know, there's just this, um, there's this gender bias, if, if you want to call it. Um, that this just exists in this industry. And so now it's not about me being black, it's about me being a woman, which is like a double header, right? It's like a double hit. So um, I have many interesting stories. And, um, you know, a lot of people be like, oh, you know what? Um, I thought you were just all women. And I was like, well, if I just hire all women, that doesn't make me any better than um, the industry that I'm trying to change. Yeah. Um, and so my idea is to change that from the inside out and, and bring more people, um, women um, and minorities and women into this industry and uh, show them that they can do it and that it's possible and that there is a lot of money to be made within trades, whether you're a man or a woman. Have you ever had a call out like somebody needed something done and then you mm -hmm. show up and you're a woman and they are kind of surprised? Oh my gosh, every, every single time. And the, the main thing that I get is, so you actually do the work? Yes. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you can actually look at my hands. They're very rough. Um, something my husband complains about all the time. So I do my nails because it's the only way I can feel like, you know, yeah. I'm not totally, you know, gone over to the other side. Yeah. So yeah, I, I get it a lot. Um, they mostly, it, it's never stopped me from getting a job. From clients in fact clients would love to see more women in this field wow. because you know um women are seen as nurturers we're seen as um uh we're looked at as you know 
we had we had a families were organized were multitaskers so right away they just feel comfortable and not to knock the men but i can't tell you how many times i've heard clients um agonize about the contractors they have and they're always men and you know we just have a different way of managing things and situations and people so um of course coming from the background I'm coming from, the corporate background, it's really easy for me to make those those skills transfer over yeah. and be able to really um, talk to a client and 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 organize them and and get them comfortable. Um, because I'm a woman and because they've never seen that before, they are always very curious. And part of the reason why I get the job is because they're curious. Yeah. Oh wow, that's good then. So how long have you been going since you started? Um, so we started our first company. So my husband and I started the roofing company about eight years ago. Um, and then he left. <laughs> I kept going. Um, and then I kept going and going. And even my husband now, he works for a really large company, unionized company in the city. And I literally run the entire business by myself now. So it's been eight years. Um, we started with interiors and exterior, um, like interior work um, about three years ago when the pandemic hit. Girl, it was it was crazy. Um, the amount of work because we were literally, I, I I don't know if you know what's happening in Toronto, but it's lockdown city. You cannot go anywhere without a mask. They're very very strict, unlike other countries. Mm -hmm. um, so there were times where it was just completely locked down. Um, nobody could get any materials. So you can imagine us trying to run this business, and then at the same time, everybody's at home, looking at their you know, crappy wall or something that they've been meaning to fix. And now because they're at home, it's just like glaring and staring at them in their face. So with that came an influx of work that not a lot of the contractors could handle. I myself, at one point, I was managing 12 projects during the summer um, in tandem. So um, completely blessed on, on that front. The construction for residential did not slow down at all, at all. Wow, this is this is interesting. This is another thing I wanted to ask you. You know, sometimes when a woman is starting a business and she wants funding to expand and all, it's very difficult getting funding from the banks and, and all of that. Um, did you? Well, I think it's difficult for us. Period. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to point out the obvious, my friend, but like if we're gonna talk it real right now, it's not just being a woman. I, you know, if you are a person of color, then you need exactly. to like. I don't know where you're going to get that money, but it isn't from any kind of bank. So that's a whole other little separate issue that we run yeah. into. Yeah. Um, yeah. So is it hard? Um, yeah. I mean, where we're at right now with women issues and covering them and, you know, the whole Me Too movement, there are a lot of um, uh, programs for women in business, okay. which is awesome. Great. Um, I myself just won the Women in Business Award and grant in the city of Toronto. Um, recently for 2021 yeah. and there were about a thousand applicants and I am um, I beat out those thousand applicants and then there was a 300 person shortlist and then eight women were chosen and I was the only woman that was running a construction company the business uh, with the business model of, of my kind so that really put into um, really put into my mind that um, well a you know I'm a trailblazer and yeah being a trailblazer gives me certain responsibilities to kind of open up the floodgates for other women, young, old, um, you know, um, just getting out of school, maybe coming in um, from, from another country where they're disenfranchised. 
Um, so I really saw that as an opportunity for me to be able to build something that would help out our sisters and, and, and you know, um, help women to, to really, really um, excel in this industry that is, has so much money in it, yeah. <laughs> you know, so much. Like if, if, if I said to you, Sheila, you know what, take a one month course in drywalling and mud and taping, you might say to yourself, well, Natasha, that's ridiculous. I'm not trying to, you know, do all of that. But if I tell you that if you just learned that one trade and then you posted something and, and you got six or seven calls to come in and, and, and put drywall or, or to patch a hole and, and somebody told you you were gonna get paid anywhere from 28 to $45 an hour, I bet you, you would learn that, that drywall. Yeah. And that's what it is. It's just about educating yeah. um, women in, in, in this, you know, in this industry and, and knowing yeah. what's out there. It's not just like you can be a plumber yeah. or because they think about trades, you think about plumbing, you think about electrical yeah. and stuff like that. There are so many um, facets and so many different trades that you can learn um, and, and have it as a freelance business. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. Even if it's not for freelance, for your personal um, use. Absolutely. Yeah. Because I think Absolutely. the last time I needed somebody to fit some mirrors on my wall and just yeah. a call out, just a call out fee was 30 pounds. The, the, the job has not been done. And seriously, yeah. if I knew yeah. how to do it, I would have done it because I had to drill holes in the wall and all of that. I didn't have, you know, all the tools and right. I wasn't sure I was going to get it right. I didn't want the mirror to fall and crash and all yeah. of that. So, yeah. you know, so, but you see how they never showed up. Yeah. Right. So it's just like little things like that. Like personally for me, I could build my own house if I wanted to right now. Yeah. Sometimes I'll be on job sites and <laughs> my husband will be like, you know, oh, let's do it this way. And I'll say, no, no, it needs to be engineered that way. And we should do it this way. And it turns out saving us money, time, the client money and time. So really anybody can do this. Like, obviously we're not like strong, like men, we can't pick up what they might pick up but I've also come up with seven different ways with which women can position themselves okay. to carry certain weight to do certain jobs um and I'll be posting those soon um on my social media and and it's going to be free like how to how to distribute how how to distribute the weight properly because you know what we're not we're not men okay and, and they have different body structures than us you know I'm I'm 5'10 and I have medium bone size and I'm very strong for my, but not everybody's like that, but there's a way for you to do that. Nobody's asking you to pick up a 500 pound stone because nobody can do that, yeah. not even a man. So there are ways that, and if you look at, you know, how the pyramids were built, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> they weren't putting the stones, they had pulley systems, they had a bunch of different um, things to organize, um, you know, building, so. Great. What are some of um, the exciting moments on this job? Um, I mean, I think just every every job that I have, my relationships with my clients, I, my client, because you're working in, in their home, some of them, they, you become very close with them. They become very close with you and attached, especially if you're in a project that you're going for five, six months, you know? So for me, it's like that communication. What I love is the communication with the client. Um, and I also like, you know, um, drawing stuff, coming together, like, you know, putting stuff together and showing it to the client and them having being like, wow. And then my third thing is when the, when the, the project is done and it's just stunning. And you see from the very beginning, 
you know, of this maybe it was a dirt patch or something. And now it's just this beautiful thing that's come from, from your thoughts and creativity and your team yeah. and the teamwork, right? So yeah. that, that, that's, that's what really makes me happy. I'm doing the work and, and uh, excites me. I also read that you um, you were named best business in Canada by the Canadian Business Review Board. How did how did you feel? How did I how did I feel about that? Oh my gosh, so many amazing things are happening, Sheila. Like you'd be surprised when you know you really put out there, and you know you've got you know you've got the man upstairs looking after you because you're helping people and you are putting yourself out there. For me, it's not about the money. You know, um, I make great money in my business, but the fact that I can actually, you know, mentor, like I have so many women that work with me, like my assistant, she used to be a bake, work in a bakery. Now she's worked with me for two years. She knows like five trades. Um, she, you know, she, she's in construction now. If she ever wanted to leave my job, she could go and get a job now. Um, so it's it's really about like, the excitement of, of being able to, to change something yeah. that's going to like help other people yeah. and especially, especially women. And we need that right now. Um, so much has changed with this pandemic. So many people lost their jobs. Um, you know, so everybody's kind of looking for a career change or to find themselves again, or to reinvent themselves, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I feel like this is like super timely. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about just being able to kind of lead this in, in the forefront and, and, and having these kind of discussions with people like yourself. I want us to be able to talk to young girls or women um, who, like you said, have lost their jobs are in a yeah. situation looking for something to do. What can we say to them um, if they don't have a, a if they don't have a trade or even they have a skill, but they don't believe it can help them make money. What can we say to them to um, kind of make, help them take the first step? Well, the first thing I would say is contact me because I want to hear from you so Great. that I can provide that guidance. Great. Because at the end of the day, um, you know, the best way to get ahead of anything is to learn from somebody else who already has done it. Okay. And, and mentor, having a mentor is extremely important whether that be myself or yourself or some, like, you know, somebody who's done it, who's been very successful at what they're doing, you grab the mentor, you explore. We have, you know, the internet where you can find ways to do anything. Um, you can find like-minded people, you know? Um, and the second, the third thing is not to second guess yourself. You know, if you did wallpaper and you're like, well, you know, I can't get a job in wallpaper. You'd be surprised how many jobs I get for wallpaper and just, doing something as simple as wallpaper because not everybody knows how to install wallpaper if they know how to do it natasha so it's not that simple girl i'm telling you so you know you yeah. have this you have you, you have to be able to to see like not everybody is like an entrepreneur or thought like this but you know you don't need to be an entrepreneur to be freelance that's a good word freelance Freelance, right. Yeah. Um, because the world is changing and, and jobs are going to be different now. Exactly. People are working from home. The yeah. interview process for working from home is completely different. It's harder because now everybody knows you're working from home. You can mess around and not do the work. So they want everything from your this, your certificate, this. They want to know if you work like this. So it's just it's just different. Right. Um, so 
you want to just be able to to explore and to understand the industry and and understand where it's at and also to see that you know what there is so much opportunity here and not because i'm a woman or because you know i only have a little bit of 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 of, of experience that i can't do because you have to understand all the men that are out there that are in this industry they never most of them never went to school for that yeah. they never went to school for this uh, they learned it maybe from their father or they learned it whatever that and and now they you know they started it and they, they've been doing it and doing it and doing it and now they're making money or they they work for a company making good money you know so explore that get your mentors um and don't be afraid to explore some kind of a natural ability that you have because we're here for such a short time and you have to be able to see the gifts that god's given to you in order to materialize your dream and what you think is um, something that you would never be into, you know, you don't know because I never thought in a million years when I was traveling, working in France, all over the place, you know, building the press office for the Rwandan government, I could tell you some stories of the things that I have seen and, and, and the things that I've done in my career that I would ever be a construction person with rough hands and driving a, a pickup truck. If you had told me this maybe 15 years ago, I probably would have laughed and been like, okay, great. Cause I was all about my hair and this and that. And um, no, I, I love doing this. So don't count yourself out, you know, um, go on YouTube and check out how to, to, to screw something in so you can get those mirrors up, Sheila. Yeah. And you're gonna be waiting for a long time if you wait for somebody to put those mirrors up. Yeah. I have to because I don't. I no. I have a. I have a set of them that I yeah. want to put in my room, but um, yeah. I'm not to it because I'm not ready to. <laughs> but that's what I'm. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's that's the start. It's like yeah. saying, like you know what? I could probably do this myself. Yeah. Because what makes you any different than the person that's not showing up? What he just knows how to use a drill. Exactly. That's it. So you know, believing in yourself and making sure that you, you know, yeah. you don't count yourself out. Exactly. That's what I would say to the, the, the kids. And even just to women who are like retired um, and, and, you know, women who have lost their jobs or are looking for a second career, they hate what they're doing. This is, this just reaches all across the board, right? Wow. What, what is a typical day like for you? Oh my gosh. Well, Sheila, I wake up and I have, the first thing I have is a fresh cup of anxiety. Oh. <laughs> I start my day off with an anxiety attack, girl. And that's how I start my day off. I don't know how anybody else, it's quite normal for me. And then um, I get my three-year-old, well, actually it's a lie. I'll sit and text. I'll call my assistant, text her. Um, Sometimes clients will get me at six in the morning already asking like what's happening. Mm -hmm. And then by um, uh, eight o'clock, I'm out the door. I drop my daughter at nine to her cool. preschool. Mm -hmm. And then I'm on the road going from job to job. Some of the jobs I'm, I'm working on the jobs and the other ones I'm meeting with clients, doing client um, uh, meetings and stuff like that. I finish my day around 2.45 when I have to pick up my daughter. And if I'm not picking her up, my husband is, and then I will be working until around four or five o'clock. If it's really crazy, sometimes I don't get home until eight. Oh, so, wow. so, yeah, typical. that's a typical day for me. And then it starts all over again. 
And I have maybe two days during the week where I'm in studio doing my drawings and stuff like that. So let's let's talk about the things you actually really, really do. Um, you do the interiors, like interior decor, and then so, exterior. Yeah. Yeah. So I do the interior, interior. So um, so interior construction. construction. So that's why I called the company Construct because the definition of that is to build. To build. So um, I do everything from start to finish. So um, consulting, um, like supplier, um, product uh, picking, um, transport. Um, we do full interior um, builds. Um, and we match that with design. So there's a bit of interior design there, interior construction, exterior construction, landscape design and architecture, um, home additions, home builds. Um, so yeah, and my my trades are roof, um, roofing, um, uh, drywall, mud and taping, tiling. I'm an amazing tiler. Um, and also, um, uh, uh, so patio, outdoor, outdoor tiling. Um, I also design and do custom work. So I've done custom grottos and um, like custom pergolas and oh my gosh, um, water features. I've built water features with my hands. Um, painting, of course, which yeah. is sort of a norm Britain no brainer. So I've learned quite a bit of trades. I have some carpentry under my belt and some cabinet, cabinet, cabinet make making under my belt as well. Did you lend them? Um, did you go to, um, did you do special programs for them or you just had to pick them on as you went? Yeah, um, so they don't have, this is this is the biggest thing. If you wanted to go and take a, a course in tiling, mm -hmm. they do not have this. Oh. So um, a lot of, you'll, you'll see that a lot of tilers, a lot of people that have been in the industry They've had, um, they've apprenticed, they've mentored their father. Like I have a guy that he's a plumber. He learned plumbing from his dad. And now he's 60 years old and he's a plumber and he's teaching it to his son. Um, one of my workers, he's a carpenter and he's from India. He just came from India. His father and his father's father, they were all carpenters. And so he's naturally, didn't go to school for it, but naturally can build whatever you want him to build. Um, so for me, my father was a tradesperson. Um, he um, service, uh, he could, my dad can fix anything really. Yeah. Um, uh, he um, services, fixes mm -hmm. and builds uh, fridges and air conditionings mm -hmm. and all of that stuff, but he's an all around trade as well. So I learned a lot of the stuff from him. He would take me on his jobs when I was like five years old. So I was like wallpapering at five, painting, mm -hmm. Um, I was just in Florida on a roof, um, helping my dad repair a, 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 a air conditioning unit, a cooling unit. So yeah, so I've, I mean, I picked up stuff. I'm pretty easy to pick up stuff. And I also have a background in design. So I, I've learned on the job. I've learned from my yeah. other subcontractors and I just practice. I have my house, so I'll do things. And yeah. it turns out amazing. I, I even have um, done 2000 square foot of stain on a, on a floor, which yeah. was the worst thing ever. <laughs> like I would never do that again. I, I would just get a <laughs> I was like, oh my God, yeah. But you know the thing about being handy, like being creative and all of that, anytime you, you move into a different country or you move somewhere else, you easily get into work. 
you don't have to wait for somebody to employ you because you yeah. know things you straight away start working like if you if you have the right to do it you go straight into it rather than wait waiting to get a job absolutely i mean that's the biggest thing with the trades there's just so like as a carpenter here in Canada, yeah. you can get anywhere from 40 to $80 an hour. And the car, there's no carpenters. Like it is so hard to find. Really? Like, carpenters. Oh, absolutely. Wow. Probably where you guys are, it's the same thing. And this is why I can't understand it because, and this is, this is what I want to educate women onto. It's like, you're making that kind of money. You're making more than an RN. You're making more than a doctor. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. And everybody always needs stuff built. It's just like my husband, he's a, um, a master roofer. There's yeah. no way anywhere we go in this world. Have you ever seen a house with no roof on it? No, I haven't. So, you know, or have you ever seen a house with no walls? No. Or it's, you know what I mean? People yeah. have to use toilets. So toilets need to be installed, yeah. all of this stuff. So it just never goes away. Whereas if you're in a corporate setting, things are always changing. People yeah. are always losing their job. If the market drops, that's it. You, you, you yeah. could lose your job, but yeah. people will always fix their homes. Yeah. Two things people like to do is like home renovations and beauty. Exactly. That's why those, those, those two things never ever drop out of the bottom, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's so true. And and during the during the pandemic, I realized that a lot of people did home improvement mm -hmm. because we were in lockdown as well. And I think that when the ban was lifted a little bit, because it's like um, just the food shops, mm -hmm. just the food shops should be open, all of right. that should be closed. But some of the shops had um, home homeware, and yes. So they kept it open. So yes. the ban was lifted a little bit. I think I went to one of the shops. I wanted an under sink cabinet. And right. when I went to the shop, it was empty. Mm -hmm. You know, that section of the homeware things. Oh, because everybody's buying stuff. Do I ask, do I, yeah, I asked the gentleman, is it that you run out of supply or because of the pandemic, you're not bringing, you're, you're not getting your goods in? What's happening? Because the place looks empty. He said, people have been buying. And I said, but I thought we were, we were under lockdown. So he, he said, yeah, when they come to do their grocery shopping, then they buy. That's it. I have a client that's still waiting for a vanity. It's been eight weeks. When we got the vanity, it had a chip. <laughs> and we both opened it up and I'm like, no. And I was like, he, the client was like, maybe it's in the back. So we could, I'm like, no, it was in the front. And me and him just looked at each other. And we're like, Lord, help us, why? And it has literally been eight weeks since we returned it and we're waiting for that piece to come in. Um, and there's a lot of stuff at the borders too. Like everybody's feeling it. Um, you know, I know in the States, a lot of the grocery stores are empty and, and they're just having a hard time getting things released and yeah. materials are expensive, the lack of materials. So it is, it's not a game. Like there's a lot of people doing renovations. Everybody wants work done. People can't afford, especially here in Canada, where the housing market is just ridiculous. Like yeah. the, the, you're not getting a three bedroom for less than, you know, 800,000. So <laughs> that's, that's, that's where we're at right now there. And so people are not moving. They're just renovating. So yeah. a lot of tear downs, buildups, um, additions, uh, renovations of bathrooms. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
because no. we live in the house we live in now we're living most of our lives in the house rather than mm -hmm. out so you would want right. to keep it tidy comfortable absolutely yeah you can't find a maid down here to come clean a house <laughs> you can't find that at all because everybody's getting their house clean yeah so there are just some businesses that are flourishing throughout this pandemic our industry is definitely one of them for sure yeah wow Wow, wow. I, I just pray that because I usually talk a lot about women trying to find something to do to earn extra money on the side. I just pray that for some, by some miracle or somehow, they'll be able to sit down and know that this area is where I can actually. Um, it's amazing. Go. Yeah. Because like, just like I said, people are, you know, one time I was in a group, I work with women, and I was saying my back is aching, and I was mm -hmm. talking about a lot of pains. On, and then one mm -hmm. of the ladies said, "But Sheila, you do a lot of things. So mm -hmm. how do you keep up with the cleaning in the home and everything?" And I said, "I do it myself." Then she mm -hmm. said, "Why don't you get one of these domestic workers?" And I yeah. said, "Workers here." Then she said, "Yes, they are domestic workers. They'll come mm -hmm. and work for you. They do all your laundry, your ironing, your cleaning, and then you pay them. So they do it once a month." top to bottom clean then like during the week you just do the little bits and then right. i'm just thinking this is huge right people there are a lot of people who would need this kind of service oh my gosh it's yeah. insane i can't i still can't find a, a clean lady like yeah. it just it's so awful like and i'm very picky about how so i will do it myself too yeah. but i'm just so busy all the time and so my husband and my kids uh, like I've had to make schedule and say like, this is what needs to happen. We need to, you know, this bathroom needs to be cleaned yeah. once every other week because it's what we can handle yeah. and stuff like that. But it's this whole industry, this entire world has been changed and yeah. pulled, you know, upside down. And so um, we need to learn how to like coexist in these kind of situations and to explore other industries that are not like gender you know, um, yeah. gender specific, bias. yeah. And, and then, then just getting rid of that gender bias, you know? Yeah. Um, that's why I'm here talking to you today because I'm hoping that so many, you know, women will hear this and they'll be like, it'll spark something. Yeah. And, and, you know, you'll see more people in the industry. Exactly. So, mm -hmm. wow. Now we'll take a short break and when we come back, it will be the time of truth where we'll get to know you a bit more. Um, through basic questions. Okay, so what what will this be? Tea, coffee, or hot chocolate for you? Coffee. Coffee. Black or white? Black. Black. Who is one of your heroes? If you have any. Nanny of the Maroons. Okay. What do you like most about you? I'm funny. <laughs> My sense of humor. <laughs> what makes you happy? Uh, good food. Great. Comfort you food. believe in miracles? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Okay. What is your mission in life? Uh, to teach and to show others their gifts. Finish these sentences. I will love to. I would love to. I would love to see this pandemic go. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I will forever treasure. 
I will forever treasure my mother, my late mother that passed. I pray. I, pr I pray for continued abundance and for the guidance of the good Lord to keep coming in front of me. He's been great to me. I cannot. I cannot deal with foolish people. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I thought about it. And trust me, I've been seeing pure fools up in here. So, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I believe. I believe in myself. Great. What will your final message be to our listeners as we wrap up? You know what, guys? Um, things, have, things are changing, but, you know, you got to believe in yourself um, and believe, you know, uh, that you can always start from where you are because you can, um, no matter what's going on in your life. So yeah. those are words to live by. Where can our listeners connect with you? Um, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter um, at Ethel Fox Construct. Great, great. We would like to say a massive thank you for coming on podcast with Sheila today, Natasha. Thank you, my sister. Thank you for having me. I've enjoyed it immensely. Thank I you. also did. I did. <laughs> if you've been listening in, this is season two, episode three of our podcast series, where we've been bringing your way seasoned guests with inspiring real life stories to share with us. Do not miss out on all these lovely experiences. Subscribe and be notified when a new episode is released. Whilst at it, please drop us a rating. We have a video presentation of this episode on our YouTube channel. Just search for Podcast with Sheila on YouTube and you'll find us. Until we meet again, have a great day.